In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. Now, let's dive into today's show. I'm beyond honored to be joined by a dear friend of mine, somebody who I've gotten a chance to see probably over the last 18, 19 years, keep being consistent, doing what he's been doing and like... All the people out there are like, what's the magic? I'm like, follow Clark Bartram. That's the magic. You really want to know what success looks like? Follow Clark. Uh, This guy is a dear friend of mine. You know, he's a husband. He's a father, a fitness model, an actor, an author, been on television, been on more stages I can name and been on covers of more magazines than I can even tell you about. But what makes Clark different is what we're going to find out on this episode of The Real Stories Behind Success. So, Clark, welcome. Brother, I love you so much, man. I'm going to tell you in your audience right now that Tony G is one of the only people that just on the spur of a moment and from his heart will reach out to me at the most appropriate time and say, Clark, I just want to let you know I love you. And that means so much to me. And that's who you are in my life. And and it's been amazing, brother, that it's been that long. I remember our first meeting like it was yesterday. Well, you know, the interesting part is so many people come into your life that you, you've heard it be said, you know, season, reason or a lifetime. And uh, I used to try to figure out why is this person in my life? Now I come to believe that the good guy upstairs got a plan for all of us. And he puts people in your life when you, when you don't know you need them, but you need them. And, um, you know, when I was at my lowest, you were right there with a hand. Hey, I'll help you. It was also great when, you know, you were trying to formulate a product and I was like, not the time, Clark, not the time, Clark. Um, but one thing I'd love to ask you is kind of the question that I love to set the tone for the show. There's no real questions, just one that really helps to kind of give a, an audience member just an understanding a little bit about your heart and where you're at kind of right now. And that is what is your definition of success if we removed money from the table? Yeah, I fortunately never really have money as a definition of success for me because it's such an elusive thing. The more we get, the more we want. It's like we spend this to get that. So to me, that is the last thing that I want to use as something that defines my success. To me, my success is when I wake up in the morning and honestly, I can fulfill what I feel my calling and purpose is. So I try to wake up every single day with this ruminating in my mind of what my purpose and mission statement is. Years ago, I had a marketing person sit down with me and said, what drives you? What makes you feel happy? What can you wake up for every day? You need to write that down and live by it, just like any company would. And mine is to positively and powerfully affect everyone I come into contact with. So more days than not, I sit there in the morning and look at my feet literally and go, today, I will positively and powerfully affect everyone I come into contact with. And if I'm able to do that throughout the day, one situation after the next, not everyone, I'm not perfect, but if I can do that more often than not, then that's a successful day for me. And that's all that really matters. Can I have a successful moment, which turns into a successful morning, which turns into a successful afternoon? And then when I lay my little head on my pillow at night, 
I'm like, there we go. I did what I set out to do this morning. No, that's great. I mean, the, the cool part about you is you walk the talk. So many, so many people, I'll just take it from the online world. I mean, you're everywhere, you know. Um, but one of the things I love is you're super humble. I've been out to restaurants with you. I've, I've been in different settings with you. You just carry yourself great. You've got a great wife. You've got an amazing family. You've got all the things around that everybody likes, but not everybody gets the opportunity to have. A couple of questions that come to mind just listening to you. Was this drilled into you early on, Clark? Was this a lesson that, you know, you grew up with no money? Was this something you saw early on in your life modeled for you? Because I, I had a bunch of stuff modeled for me and it wasn't good. It was some bad. There was some good stuff there too. But how did you kind of wake up one day realizing this is this is maybe something I'm going to try on. This is going to maybe take me in a different path. Yeah, what was modeled for me certainly is who I, certainly isn't who I turned out to be. But what was modeled for me made me turn out to be me. So whatever I went through as a kid, and we all have our trauma story, is exactly what I needed to put me in the position that I'm at today. And as I reflect back on my life, the answer to the question, did I have it modeled? Absolutely. 100%. Whatever it is I experienced, the, the divorce of my parents, all of the stuff that I saw modeled maybe what I didn't want to do and what I could improve on and the things that I can really appreciate about the humble beginnings that I had. And then I think there was this, there wasn't any necessary line in the sand that I realized I have stepped over into this new version of myself. It's been a progression all along where I've run into people like you, and then I would take bits and pieces from each encounter and each blessing in my life, which you are, and I'm like, hmm, what can I do better in my life that Tony G has modeled for me? And much of what I do is much of what you do to me. Like I said, you call me. I told my coaching clients the other day, I want you to call five people and just tell them you love them. That's it. Hang up. Hey, was thinking about you. I love you. Boom. So it's a collective over the years. So I don't think any of us really step over the line like, I'm a bad person, now I'm a good person. I'm a negative person, now I'm a positive person. No, it's it's a it's a flow. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. But I, now I see the momentum building. And that's the beauty of this thing we call age is, is having all of that collective experience behind us that we can go, wow, look at all of that. And boom. And then you look forward with all of that and, and move with that energy. Yeah, I was having a conversation last night with our youngest, 22, and I was like, shit, I, I was a mess at 22. My wife's like, I had two kids. I was married at 22, you know, and so we were having this conversation last night just trying to say, like, you know, you got to figure out some of life, but life, unfortunately, doesn't necessarily roll the way you want it to at 22, 32, 42. You know, you're, you're, you've got a golden uh, age coming up, which in my opinion, I think it's bullshit. I think you lied on your birth certificate. I think there's a problem because I think you, you look like you're just early thirties. Um, I always tell people I was on a vacation and my buddy Daryl was like, I want to get in shape. I'm like, only one person should call, just call, just call Clark. Cause he's got longevity in an industry where there's a lot of has-beens and people who like, because you got a following on TikTok or this or that, all that can be bought. You've got a true following. And a calling. And I love it. You know, I got I got one other fitness guy that I refer people to. It's my buddy, Glenn. But when I come to like longevity in an industry that has seen enough, been through it, had more people give them lip service and tell them I'm going to put you on a billboard. I'm like, no, you put your ass on a billboard. I've seen it. 
And uh, I called you just last week or so, and you were just coming back with a surprise from an EAS thing. And I'm like, that's the Clark I love, the Clark who's not sitting still waiting for the phone ring. He's going and making the phone ring. Tell me where that comes from, because I have it in me, but I know a lot of listeners listening now and people in just general are like, where's my handout? Where's the gift? You know, mom and dad, can I have some money? I'm like, my mom and dad didn't give me any money out of work for it all. Where did that, where did, what age were you when you realized that you needed it, you had to go make it happen? 17 years old when I saw a Marine Corps recruiter walk in and dress blues and it caught my attention. It was the pattern interrupt that I needed at 17. That was social media sitting in the lunchroom at Timken Senior High School around 700 people with all of this noise. And then out of the peripheral, I saw this vision and I turned and looked and it was like, that's it. That is it right there. That's what you're supposed to be. And I walked up to this recruiter who was sitting in the front and every other kid was making fun. Like, yeah, that's the last thing I want to do. And I thought that's exactly what I want to do. I saw discipline. I saw patriotism. I saw honor. I saw courage. I saw commitment without even knowing that's what I was seeing. But in hindsight, I can look back and go, somehow I resonated with that message of that uniform, which represented all of that to me. And, and all of the trauma and all of that was what was the catalyst. I'm like, I need a way out. That is the only way I can see getting out of what it is that I know there's something more for me in this. So that's what I did. I, at 17, I signed the line, had to get my parents to sign the line. And you mentioned 22. 22, I was sitting in a USO in Okinawa, Japan, eating top ramen and a grilled cheese sandwich thinking, how did I end up here? I ended up there because I chose to do something and I acted immediately on it. I didn't even think twice. I just went down and signed up. And the hardest thing was getting my parents to to align with my beliefs of, hey, this is what I want to go and do. So, <laughs> Well, first off, I always tell you, thank you for your service. Um, I had a conversation after my mom passed about my, uh, my mom was home one day. My sister wasn't. My sister had a phone in her room and the phone rang. My mom picked it up and said, hello. And it was a recruiter trying to recruit my sister because my sister thought that was her path. That's what she wanted to do. My mom said, absolutely not. Click and hung up, you know. And my sister and I've talked a lot about it. You know, I've said yes to a lot more things than I've said no to. And, and they've all served me. Yes, they've, they've given me some life lessons. But man, just 17, man, being courageous enough to know like, okay, everybody's laughing. That's fine. Because you know what most people do is they laugh when faced with adversity. I run towards it. Because that's where the growth happens. So to your parents, even though that you had, you know, divorced parents, whatnot, to go through that and to say yes, and then to have the realization at 22, I can just see you eating top ramen, having a cheese sandwich, go, what the hell, man? How did I get here? Um, but thank you for doing that. Um, I could go over just line after line after line from Wikipedia to, you know, you name the article, the magazine covers, this and that. Man, I got to tell you, some of the coolest stuff you've done, you have a cult following, which I love to tell people. I said, you know, Clark's this little hit, hidden ninja actor. He's done some cool roles. I love the, you know, the Batman, Dark Knight, the whole kind of putting on the mask. And I even saw in a recent, uh, there's like the Flash or something was coming out and somebody asked you a question about playing the role of Batman. Man, that's got to be a, just a fun honor to just to be in the world of 
just online realm of people just seeing you dress up being a pretty badass character, by the way, too. Batman's cool. I mean, I think all of us can relate more to Batman than we could any other character because it's just a human going, all right, I need to figure out how to survive. Watching you survive where we live in a society today, man, like I was saying, like a lot of these people pop up and they're like, I'm the next this and I'm the next that. Tell me, man, how many decades you got in this industry? Fitness. Four. <laughs> how do you do it, man? Like what, what's the, what's the thing? I mean, I know you get up and every day you want to encourage and you want to help make the world a better place, but what's that, that mechanism? Cause dude, there is no glory uh, sitting on, uh, you know, a high school, you know, grass throwing footballs. And I love it because I watch them and you nailing them. That's for you, man. There's something inside that's for you. And I love it because there's not 50 takes spliced together. There's no green <laughs> screen. It's, it's just you. And I think a couple of weeks ago you said, man, that was like, I don't know. I'm making a number of a thousand tries. It finally, I finally did it. But can you explain to somebody where you get that? I know I'm going to do it belief. I want people to hear it from you because I think that that's one of the most important things that a human can have is a belief when others don't believe in you. That's the problem with the world today is most people don't believe we just automatically default to this. Oh, it's not possible to look the way you do at 60 because everybody that I see on the internet is suggesting that it's not. I'm suggesting that it is because I'm actually living it out. So for as many people that don't believe, it's to answer the question, for me, it's always been not a matter of if, but a matter of when. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do enough repetitions. I'm going to continue to go when no one's watching, no one's looking. I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to hide. And I'm going to show you every single repetition because I want people to take away that if you continue to do the work, if you continue to believe in the conversations that I have from throwing that football into whatever it is I'm trying to hit and missing and walking to that ball, what goes through my mind a thousand times is, man, one more time. You can do this one more time. And the fact that you use the Batman reference is amazing because I'm going to tell you something. Last night, I was sitting here thinking about this. I got a big project coming up. And I thought, I feel legitimately like Batman in this industry because I don't have any superpower. I am a regular guy that dons a like an energy because that's what Bruce Wayne does. When he puts on the Batman outfit, he puts on an energy that helps him go do these things that not everyone's doing. He's a vigilante and he gets beat up. He gets tired. He gets confused. He is a regular person. So the amount of times that I've sat out here, sat in here, called you, had a conversation and needed an Alfred in my life that says, come on, you got this. You know what your calling and your purpose is. What about your mission statement to positively and powerfully affect everyone? How are you going to do that if you quit? If you give up, if you get out of shape, if you're not that guy all the time, if you don't show that you're just a regular dude like everybody else, I have no superpower. Well, I do. my superpower is never stopping. You've seen me. You've seen me year after year. And you're like, man, dude, this guy's trying something else. Everybody that knows me, I tell you, if we put them all in one room, this is what they're going to say. I've never seen anyone try as hard as this guy. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I am, like I said, I'm beyond honored to have you on the show. I, one of the things that, you know, when I'm down, um, you know, I've been encouraged to call people, get out of your head, shift your heart, get into somebody else's. And, you know, usually doing so helps you to do two things. One, you clear your head and understand it's not all about you. There's other people out there who would love to have the shit you call trouble, problems, drama. They would love to have it versus cancer, death, all the other stuff that they're going through. And so that's why I call, man. I, I, I tell people all the time, it's for my sanity. It's to clear my head. It's to realize that, you know, it's not all about Tony. What can Tony do today to put a smile on somebody's face? And that was modeled for me from my dear friend, Sean Stevenson, who passed. He, he would just randomly drop you a message and just encourage. And then um, it's always meant the world to me when, you know, I love getting my texts like, hey, dude, you know how to do this? I'm like, I don't know, but we'll figure it out. Those are the things that I want as like, I don't know, characteristics or something about for somebody. I just want people to realize they're not freaking alone in this world, man. They're not. And they don't have to beat themselves up to feel like they can't get in the best shape. I called you right before I was going to Italy. I'm like, let me get home. Let me do my surgery. I got to do some things differently. Um, that's why your name was top of mind when I was talking to my buddy, Daryl. I, Daryl and I were neighbors, man. When you came to, you know, my basic warehouse, Daryl and I were neighbors, and I hadn't traveled with Daryl in a long time. And I know Daryl about six years ago on a fitness, you know, kind of wanted to get in shape. Dude, I saw him every freaking day working out. I'm like, you're just like Clark, man. Every day, just working out, find something to do to be healthy. And it inspired me in a really weird way because whatever you focus on grows. And I'm a true believer in that. And one of the things that I, I, I want to know, talk a little bit about your your life, your, your, you know, you know, your upbringing is a little difficult. You got this, you go in the military, you know, here you are 17, you're doing this, you get out, you kind of get into this fitness world. And now, you know, you're on covers of magazines, you're on billboards, you're on TV shows. I would say for me, that would, that would inflate my ego. My ego would probably explode because I'm on everything and everywhere, but here you are, you got two great kids, really amazing wife, how did you flip the switch and come home and just be the dad, the husband? How, how did you, how did you be able to do that? Cause that that's hard for me. I was in radio. I was on the radio all the time. People knew me walking down the street. I wasn't a celebrity like you, but I walked down the street and people knew my voice. So how, how are you able to flip that off? Yeah, it's, I think anyone that's been in a position like we have where you're elevated to a lot of people recognizing the brand, whether it's the voice, cause I have a lot of radio friends and, they hear the voice. It's like, man, I know you from somewhere. So there's a recognition that goes with that the human ego, the human pride, the human experience would, I think we would be disrespectful to people if we didn't say that it affects you in a way you do get built up. Right. And I was certainly at that place, but fortunately because of being a Marine, because of having a dad that required, I said, yes, sir, no, sir. There was a little bit of discipline, so it didn't get out of hand completely. But I certainly used it to my advantage in a way that wasn't always serving other people like I want to. But it, it's interesting because one day I came home from a trip. I was talking to my son about this just the other night. And I love to be coached. I love to be corrected. I love to sit back and have somebody say, you know, I saw you doing this and I would recommend that you do this instead. Like when you looked at me that day, the first day we met, you're like, I don't see it. I don't get it. And I didn't do that project because 
when you said that to me, I felt it. It was real. It was coming from a real place. So I came home from a trip one day and my ego was I'm on the road. I just spoke to 3000 people. I got paid this money. When I come home, all I expect is my house to be clean. And that energy that I had, even though I wasn't speaking that out, the energy that was emanating from me was everybody here fucked up. You're all wrong. I'm right. The house ain't clean. And my son looked at me and he said, dude, you just walked in here and kind of ruined everybody's vibe. And it hit me. I'm like, who am I? You know what I mean? And if I really want to get what I want, I need to treat people better. And they'll just give it to me because now there's an even exchange of energy. And when my son said that to me, I flipped the script just like that. It was done. It was over with. I never mentioned anything again. And I never had the energy that I had that would make people feel less than because that's really what I was doing. I'm better. You're worse. I need this. You're not providing it. Who do you think you are? Who do you look at me? And, and I don't want that. I want people to look at me and go, damn, wow, there's something about this dude. I judged him wrong. He's different. I just needed to give him a minute. And he's, he's actually a good person. I like that more than, than being famous. <laughs> no, I like it. I love the trailer about you that, you know, you go online, you just type in your name and you'll see everything Clark's done and then some, but the feature film, which you're living now, Man, I, I just, I'm honored, man. I, I, I say all the time, man, Clark, you, you've done some incredible things. Can you just tell a little bit about some of the projects you can talk about? I know you've got some things you can't talk about. What are some of the things that you're working on? I know you're coaching guys in their 50s, um, but will you give the audience a glimpse? Because I want people to take action. So if you're listening today, maybe you're in your 40s, not living your best life, and you're thinking, hey, man, I'm going to be 50 soon. The good thing about Clark, there's enough content about Clark and what he teaches and talks about. You can find it all over. There's tons of hours of YouTube content. There's Instagram, TikTok, everything you want to know about Clark, you can find online. But I want you to hear it from the guy who's living proof of what's possible. So we share just a little bit about what you're up to. Yeah. And everything you see online is authentically me. It's it's interesting to me that these thought leaders are teaching people to be authentic. I'm like, if that's something you need to teach, I don't think you're really going to be authentic because someone has to tell you, just be you. I get it to a degree, but with Daryl, for example, so I coach men over 50 all around the world, high achieving people who have gotten everything they wanted in life, except for the body that they want. So just to let you know where we're at with the process with Daryl, we're talking to him. We don't get someone online and instantly try and close them and get money. We have a thoughtful conversation that lasts over a couple of days of learning, assessing, and then re-engaging in the conversation and figuring out what the best process is. Is it working with me one-on-one? -on -one? Is it working with one of my coaches? Maybe being in the group, like what does Daryl really need? And that doesn't necessarily come, at least in our world, in my coaching program, from one conversation that's like, hey, what have you tried? Well, do this one. We need X amount of money from you. I don't like that. Like, like there's no join now button on any of my stuff. It needs to be thoughtful. So that's what we do with the coaching men over 50. And that business is growing. We're getting to the point where we can start to scale it. I'm freeing up a lot of time. I'm involved now with Russell Brunson on a project. Russell was a big fan of the EAS ad that I did that you mentioned earlier. And we just shot that fifth photo in that series. If you've never seen it, it's called The New Theory of Evolution. Bill Phillips it was actually Joe Polish who came up with the idea 
told Bill Phillips. Bill Phillips implemented it. He needed the model. I got out of shape for the ad. There was out of shape, better shape, better shape, great shape. 26 years later, we did another shot where I was in better shape than the shot that I did in great shape in this ad. And I actually cried on, man, I'm getting emotional now thinking about it because you've mentioned longevity. I've worked hard, man. I've worked hard to be in this position. And when I walked out on that white psych set and I hit that pose that I did 26 years ago, it all just kind of flooded into my brain. Like, Clark, you need to be proud of yourself. You need to own this moment because nobody does this, man. You mentioned the people that have been here, the shooting stars, they're here for a minute and they're gone. I take pride in the fact that I've been consistent for all of these years. And you look at my message forever. It's never changed. It's basic stuff. And we just got to believe that it's possible for everyone to have an evolution. Age doesn't matter. And we just have to believe that it's possible. And if you can't believe on your own, that's where I come in. And that's my biggest project is helping men who said, Clark, I don't believe it's possible. I'm like, you got the right guy. Let's go. So. I, I, uh, I love that man. And, and, you know, I got a chance to talk to you and, and your wife on the, on the drive home and you were just, you know, it was cool. Cause I made the intro. It just, life just works, man. Like I was like, Hey, talk to my buddy. Here's the day. And it just happened to be you like, guess what I did? Um, the things that you talk about consistency, I think that's huge. Cause that's something that it, if people want to, you know, figure out why they're not successful, just show me your routine. Show me what you're doing. I, I guarantee you, if you're finding yourself not successful now, like we talked about in the beginning, it's not money. Success to me is good health, you know, good relationships. You know, my wife and I, uh, you know, we're empty nesting. We're having fun. We're living life, business. Everything is going well. Um, and then there's the things that are in your life that are inconsistent. And you start saying, oh, shit, if I improve this then I get this. Um, one of the things that you've always have modeled for myself and others is consistency. Now I know that we're not hundred percent consistent. We like cheat meals. One of the things that I, over the last couple of years have gotten to know a little bit better about you, man, you're a fun chef to cook. You know, you couple cans of chicken, you know, you get your little shredded green beans, your French beans, you get a little of this, you put a little of that, you carry around your container. I bet you've been doing that all your life. And then what led to you wanting to sit in front and just kind of like, all right, let's just create some content and I'm going to cook some food. What, what led to that? Was that somebody said for some new content, let's put out some cooking with Clark. I mean, where did that come from? Well, if you're a smart marketer, you look at analytics and you see what converts and cooking converts. For example, the one that I posted today, it, I, I didn't even know it was up because I have people that put it online for me. I created somebody else edits it. Then I have my EA posted up. And all of a sudden I had a former client of mine call me and I'm like, whoa, why is he calling me? So he called me up. He's like, man, I love the video you just posted. That one word you put together was brilliant. Shut the bug up. You know what I mean? And it's like, it, it's an homage to my mom in all honesty, because my mom taught me how to cook just by being in proximity I talked about that before. Being in the kitchen with my mom, and excuse me if I cry, gave me the skill to be able to take anything in the kitchen, throw it together, which she lovingly referred to as seven pounds of garbage, and make. So on some level, 
now that you ask this question, it is an homage to my mom. Like I'm carrying on this ability that I was given by proximity and just love to do it because my mom would cook for the neighborhood. The kids in the neighborhood would come over and they had, they could do anything they wanted. So my neighborhood now has expanded from 312 Columbus Avenue to the world. And I do that because people like it. So if, if there's the analytics are saying, Hey, the numbers are here to me, it's not about going viral to me. It's about, they like it. Let me do more of what they like. And if I am connecting with the people on what they want and they need and they like, I don't need to whip my shirt off all the time and do that sort of thing. I want to have some more value that people can come to and go, yeah, I can apply that to my life because I've always thought that healthy eating was expensive. I always thought healthy eating was hard. I thought always healthy eating was impossible. And then when I get these holier than thou people, like I said in the video today, it's like, come on, man, I understand all of this. Trust me, I'm not a dumb person. I'm trying to appeal to who is out there that's a bigger demographic than the people that are going to go to the farmer's market every day, buy everything fresh. That's not possible for the regular person. So to all you people out there, I say the same thing. One word, shut the fuck up. I got this. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's so cool is like you put a video up and you reach a former client, you know, because I've learned this about our clients. So, you know, we have clients that come and go. Um, sometimes they leave because they can get a better deal or price or whatever it is. And I just realized, you know what? People leave no matter what. And if you just keep being you, those people that once left, they're still following you. They're just silent followers, right? And uh, I have so many people in the 22 plus years that I've run ship offers or whatnot. You know, they come back around. You know, seasons change. We talk about season reason or lifetime. Season, they went through something. You don't know their story. And so I don't, I don't uh, blame anybody. I just have compassion for humanity in the world that I just really, I really love to see people like yourself and others going out there and, you know, doing good. You've written a couple books. Uh, one of them was that just an amazing workbook. I thought it was really cool. And then you made version two of it. Um, we talked recently about an app for you and being able to better, you know, keep in touch with everybody who's following you. You said EA, which I mean, it's so cool to hear you say that because five, 10 years ago, Clark was doing it all. Like literally, I mean, yeah, you had some people helping you, but it was hard to give up control. So here you are uh, doing amazing. We're going to end the show on a couple notes. How do you deal with control today and allowing people to help you? Because that has also been huge for my fitness journey is allowing people to help me, which I, you know, I got this, I got this. Yeah, but my metabolism isn't like it was in the 20s. And here I am. How do you allow people to help you? How does that work for you today? I, I trust them. So when it, it's interesting because I worked for another company years ago as the face of the man over 50. And I was just a cog in a wheel. And I wasn't able to really be me and do me. And I sat here one day and I shared it with you. I one day want my own company like this. I see what they're doing really works well, but I see what I would do different personally. And then one day I woke up and realized I actually have that now. I've done it. And that and that's part of like being in the moment and the power of now and all of the things that we learned from Eckhart Tolle and the people that teach us this sort of stuff. But when you apply it and you take a step back and you realize I have an EA, I have video editors, I have people that post my stuff on YouTube, I have all of these people, I have 16 people now 
who I chose because I saw that they could add value. And if I usurp the authority that I've given them to be in their lane, I'm not doing myself any good because I'm still trying to maintain control. So I completely 100% trust them to do their job. I don't even think about it. I have a meeting today at 3.30 Pacific with my team. I will sit down and hear how everyone's doing, ask them what I can do to help them to do it better, and that will be the end of it. And unless I see something completely horribly wrong, I won't say anything. The only thing I mentioned today to my editor was, there was something you missed in that video, which was my fault for not calling it out when you sent me the video to to approve, that's on me. So let's just communicate a little bit better and I'll start and, and that's it. I just mid-course correct along the way, but I let them do their job and, and it frees me up. So I hired a coach just to give you an example of how this all works for anyone watching going, how can I do this? I hired a coach, paid a lot of money. It was hard to take out my checkbook and, and or my credit card and do that. But the problem I had prior to hiring this coach was, I don't know what to do, right? Hear the tone in that. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't have any structure. Now that I've hired them, applied all of the knowledge, now I'm going, I don't know what to do. I got all this free time. I don't know what to do. I'm sitting here today going, wow, I don't need to post. I don't need to edit. I don't need to figure out all of this. I have people doing that. So now I've got all of this free time to do what? positively and powerfully affect everyone I come into contact with. That's all I want to do in my business. I got to be this guy doing this podcast. That way we can cut all of this up, put it out online, and we continue to get that snowball rolling. That's how it works. I love it. Clark, I always ask at the end of my show, if there's something you wanted to talk about uh, that we didn't talk about today, anything on your heart, anything that, you know, you're just thinking about, you'd love to share a closing thought with the audience today who's going to listen to this. Is there anything? I'd be remiss if I didn't say how much I love and appreciate you and respect you and value our friendship, our brotherhood, because it's been developed over years. It's been developed through trust. It's been developed through honesty. It's been developed through vulnerability. We've cried. We've told each other things that we would not have told anyone else because there were moments in our life in darkness and in light that we said, man, this is what you mean to me. So that's what I want to say. And with that, I want people to witness that and be able to do that. Because if we did more of that, this world would be a much better place. And I know that sounds soapbox-ish and all of that sort of thing, but I'm good with that, man. All right, guys, that's Clark. I'm Tony Grubmeyer. And until next time, go make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.